Hello. Hello, everyone. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. And you're listening to another episode of Hugh I Do, the podcast brought to you by your favorite cousins on the bright side. Happy New Year, all you wonderful Hubus that are out there listening, and welcome to another episode of Hue I Do, the podcast that's actually going to tell you what our trends are in 2024. Now, the reason why I said that is because actually, if you're a longtime listener of Hue I Do, you know that back in the day, like go all the way back to episode one, which is almost four, four and a half-ish years ago (laughs) at this point. Our first episode was about our wedding trends. And it came more from the place of, are these our wedding trends? Because every year around the end of the year, the beginning of a year, wedding publications will start to put out the wedding trends and predictions they foresee for the upcoming time frame, right? And we were looking at some of these trends and Tania and I were like, um, no, we don't really see these at the weddings that we've been invited to or the weddings that we've seen online. These trends aren't necessarily applying to us. So to kind of make this a very full circle moment, how we wanted to usher in the new year is actually ask some of our close frienders or wedding vendor friends, What do they think will be the trends in 2024? So we have a really good episode lined up. We're going to talk about these trends because more than likely it's either something you've been thinking about. Maybe it's something you're seeing. Maybe it's something you're going to apply in your own wedding. And hey, vendor friends, we're also talking about the trends that we foresee in the vendor space as well. So it's not just about the brides and the weddings. It's also about how y'all are getting down as well. So super excited to talk to y'all about all of these amazing trends. Tania hasn't really gone down the list of all of the trends that um, our vendor friends shared with us and their predictions. So we're going to We're going to discuss some of these, just the two of us. If you want to see this full list of trends, head to huido.com. And the first thing you should see is a link to these trends. So let's really talk about what we're thinking the girlies are going to be doing this year. And maybe some stuff that they're not really as into anymore. So to start, one of the first trends that kept coming up more and more is that we're going to start seeing more glam. Like the whole boho vibe is kind of on its way out. We're not seeing as much pompous grass anymore. We're not seeing um, these more like toned down looks. The girls are wanting drama, big hair, dramatic makeup, gorgeous venues, a lot of abundance of things, whether it's heavy on candles, heavy on florals, they want an overall glam aesthetic, but more specifically for their look. What are your thoughts on that? Like, does that sound right? What are your thoughts on the glam of it all? I can agree. Um, I do believe that the boho look is making its way out. However, I don't think it's gone 
But I do think we will see more luxury, more glam, more bling, <laughs> more more glitter. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah, I do agree with that statement. Okay. I can I can agree too. I think it could be because, you know, people are starting to feel like on the other side of the pandemic and things and really wanting to celebrate and go all out and maybe they feel like going all out means getting that dress or getting the two dresses or, you know, like making sure you have the hairstylist you want or the makeup artist you want, like really prioritizing what you look like more than anything and doing the most and not being apologetic about it at all. So love that for the girls. All right. Another trend that some of the vendors have mentioned is that they're seeing more destination weddings. And I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, even just thinking of like some of my friends that have recently gotten engaged, some of them have said that they want to have destination weddings. I think it kind of goes similar to that same mindset in my mind of like the glam wedding where, you know what? You want to do what you want to do. So if you want to have a destination wedding, you're going to have a destination wedding and everybody else is just going to have to follow through. So it's not really so much of trying to prioritize or making sure that everybody else can do the things that they want. It's like, I'm getting married. This is what I want. So either you're going to be there or you're not going to be there. But what are your thoughts on this, I guess, surge of more dusty weddings? I actually agree with that statement. And I really think that my the girls today are going to start venturing out. So I really feel like we're not going to see like the most popular destination wedding venues or sites. Mm-hmm. Um, people are going to start, you know, venturing out a little bit, you know, going to Africa, going to Australia, going, you know, mm-hmm. well, I feel like they were always doing Europe, but I think it's going to be even more thing. You know, I know that the Caribbean is probably a little bit more in the budget, but I do believe that in 2024 and moving forth, they're going to start, you know, having like smaller ceremonies here in the States and then going abroad to get married. So I do, I do agree with that statement. Yeah, I do as well. One of our good frienders, Camille Plummer of June Plum Events, Notice within just her own clientele exactly what you're saying. They're looking at not just the Caribbean anymore, but looking at destinations like Italy, Africa, Costa Rica, Greece, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we just in the last like what year or two years, we've talked to brides that have gone to Italy or have gone to France to have either their wedding or a vow renewal just because that was something that spoke to them, that spoke to the experience they wanted to have, even the experience they wanted their guests to have. Because I think when also you want to have a destination wedding, you're thinking of your guests essentially having a vacation. And so you're trying to think of the things that they're also going to be able to enjoy, whether it's on site or giving them enough time within your wedding weekend or wedding timeline to be able to explore the area and do the things that maybe they wouldn't have had a chance to do otherwise. So I love that we're thinking beyond the standard destination venues or areas. 
no shade to any of the Caribbean resorts at all. They're all gorgeous. But I love that we're thinking outside the box because this is helping somebody else, you know, down the line that's like, oh, I wanted to have a destination wedding in, I don't know, Germany. I don't know Germany, but you know, like we're in Spain or somewhere and it's like, oh, well, actually I saw that this girl did it and it looked gorgeous. So now I know that I can as a black person. I think there's a lot of emphasis on that, like being black in other places. And definitely if it's cool and, you know, like the, the racism, the energy, the prejudice, you know, you're used to the American prejudice. <laughs> so it's like, you know, navigating all that as well during one of your happiest moments. All right. So we're going to keep it moving. Another trend we're going to see more of or are starting to see more of, and this is something that a few vendors mentioned, is color. We're bringing color back. We're not just having these white and black or neutral or monotone weddings anymore. We're giving pots of color. We're going heavy on jewel tones or heavy on like colors again, you know, instead of just being metallics or neutrals or what have you, you know. I mean, we both had color in our weddings. Yeah. So, yeah, but I see more people actually doing it. Um, like recently, I saw a wedding that had like fall tone type colors. And I was like, oh, mm. I would have never, I would have never thought about that. Um, of course, that was in the fall, but actually, no, right. it was like during the winter time. And I was mm. like, hmm, that's interesting. But yeah, but I do believe that um, more color combinations that we have not seen in the past, as yeah. you were saying, you know, because a lot of people do black and white or they do red and white, your favorite color, um, blush, <laughs> you know, so, and you know what, blush is not going away. But I do believe that, yeah, but I do believe that we're getting a little bold with our color combos. And I love it. I'm here for it. Me too. All right. So there are several more bridal trends that our vendor friends see on the rise, but I want to skip on down to some of the trends that they notice have been declining or maybe on their way out. So one in particular, and this was another one that many vendors mentioned, but they see large wedding parties or large bridal parties or like having bridal parties in the first place, they're not seeing as many of those anymore, which I thought was really interesting. One of our good frienders, B. Gandy, who has been on the show many, many times, she was the makeup artist for both of us when we got married. She said something along the lines of, quote, a lot of brides are saying they don't want to be bothered with the chaos and confusion that comes with bridesmaids. And there were several sentiments shared um, by a few of the other vendors as well. That's essentially like, all right, if they're scaling back, they're scaling back part of it for the, yeah, I don't want to deal with the chaos. I don't want to deal with all that. But then also because you realize it is a huge financial undertaking to ask somebody in you know, to ask your friend to like be in your wedding because it's more than just getting the dress. It's more than just getting the shoes. It's being available emotionally and financially and doing all these things. And that can add up really quickly. But one thing that um, was noticed 
from a few of the vendors, including Jennifer Price um, with Event Shop Chicago and Camille Plummer, again, with June Plum Events. They're both noticing these kind of alternatives to the bridal parties or the wedding parties overall. So instead of having a wedding party, maybe it's a scaled down group and maybe they have something like a get ready crew. So it's like everybody shows up the morning of, we're getting dressed, we're eating, you know, got the little breakfast charcuterie situation going on. Everybody's having a good time. They're listening to music. They're hyping them up. As, you know, that person gets ready as they're, you know, getting ready on their wedding day. And then it makes for kind of a fun moment to kick the day off instead of trying to, you know, get a group of like eight girls together to be there at a certain time to show up on time. And, you know, not to say that people aren't having bridal parties or wedding parties anymore. That's definitely not the case. But people are starting to feel more comfortable with not having that. And I just thought that was like really interesting that multiple vendors, like several vendors are noticing that like, no, they're either either having a smaller wedding party group or nobody at all. But what are your thoughts? Because you, we both had, you know folks in our bridal parties. I feel like the vendors, they are probably seeing this more with their potential or future couples. However, I really feel like the wedding parties still exist. I feel like it's either going to be not as many, like 10 or 11. It's probably not going to be that that many people. It's probably going to be reduced to maybe like six in the entire wedding party. I, okay. like, I do see that or no party at, at all. Yeah, and I, I don't think this was a like a full drop-off. I think for this being on the decline is just like, it's going to be a thing you're always going to see, but I think maybe this is something they're just starting to see a little bit more of, where it's like, they're no longer getting these inquiries where the bride feels like she has to have this or has to have everybody and their mom in her like bridal party because it's like, I already know this one don't answer her phone. This one is horrible at texting. This one is always broke. So instead of like putting this weight on someone else, it's like, you know what? I know my people. So it's just going to be me and these three. (laughs) Or, you know, like, or finding other ways to incorporate your friends. Like, there was this one girl who recently got married. Her name is Nia, if I am remembering her correctly. And she got married in Atlanta. And she had a kind of like a something blue crew. So she had her friends show up in these different, like whatever blue dress show up and she got a picture with them, but she didn't have the whole, like, okay, they need to be a part of the bridal party or things like that. Like, I think maybe this is also a good way to kind of like separate the people in your wedding, like your group, your friend groups, where it's like, I don't have to include all of y'all in the bridal party, but you're still meaningful enough where I'm gonna tell my photographer I want a picture with y'all you know so it saves everybody money and less of a headache and all that but anywho 
Another trend that folks are seeing kind of on the decline, I don't want to say on the way out because I, I don't see this as a thing ever like fully going away, but just going with like wedding traditions, they're starting to see like brides and grooms and people getting married just in general are not feeling like for instance they have to do the bouquet toss or the garter toss or like having weddings in like banquet halls or big ballroom settings like finding whatever venue works for you and opting to not do the garter toss and all of that because you just want to dance more and that's going to give you 15 or 20 more minutes on the dance floor versus, you know, stopping. So I was like, I can see that. I can definitely see that. But what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I can see that as well. Um, definitely the garter toss is probably making its way out. Um, a lot of couples mm-hmm. don't want to do that. And I can understand why. Um, as far as the, the bouquet toss, I actually just saw a post recently where um, the bride actually called all of the single women to the floor and prayed for them. Um, I remember that. Yeah. And I thought that was very, very unique. And so I'm like, I'm loving the fact that couples are coming up with alternatives to the traditional bouquet and garter toss. And so um, I do believe that couples will start being a, a bit more creative in that aspect or just taking that out of the um, of the wedding day timeline altogether. For sure. Chrisandra Jala um, with Captured by Chris. She's a photographer. Love her. She's been on the show before. She noticed that, for instance, like, say they still do the garter toss, but maybe the garter is just sitting somewhere. So we're not seeing the whole act of the groom, like going under the dress and retrieving it and doing that. But it's just like, okay, here's the garter. We about to, you know, everybody get behind and he's going to fling it and somebody's going to capture it or not capture it because men are sometimes really childish when it comes to that (laughs) moment where it's like, nah, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to touch it. Okay. We'll be single for the rest of your life. Ramon. Um, all right, let's go on to a few more before we go into the vendor trends. Torn is saying that the girls don't want photo booths anymore. And I'm like, okay, so are people not wanting photo booths at all? Like, are they thinking, I've seen them all, done it all, don't feel like spending this money on the video booths or the glam booths? Or are they like creating their own type of like selfie stations or something like that with the decor where it's like somebody's just going to like take a picture on the new iPhone and it's going to look almost as good as a photographer anyway. So I don't have to spend the money. I feel like it's probably becoming a thing of the past because the, the photo booth, the spinning, um, the 360 booth, they're at birthday parties they're Mm -hmm. at festivals. They're at, um, graduations they're at prom you're at restaurants they're, i've seen yeah. restaurants that have them and <laughs> so i kind of feel like people no longer like thing that you've never done before everyone yeah. 
and their mama yeah. <laughs> and their grandmama. They're, they're at family <laughs> reunions. They're, yes, yes. they're at the dentist. <laughs> basically, basically. They're no longer exciting because they're everywhere. And honestly, it's nothing for an individual to go out and buy one and start a business and market themselves. Right. And I applaud them for getting creative. And, you know, I love that I'm seeing them at Christmas parties and birthday parties and graduations. And, but I understand why it's heading on out. That was but a now, quick run though. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like those only were introduced, like maybe in 2020 or 2021. Like yeah. that was a quick it was, that was really a quick, quick run, but hey, but yeah, it is everywhere. Uh-huh. But I do believe that maybe what we'll start seeing is the couples will probably hire two or have like the main photographer, maybe like having like a second and third shooter and mm-hmm. having the third shooter, you know, start taking pictures more of the guests. You I know? like that. I really, really wish I would have done that. Um, I think I would have enjoyed it more because, of course, I had the videos of all yeah. my guests doing the 360 booth, but I'm not going to be watching a video all the time, you know? Like, I'm only going to watch it once, post yeah. it, and then move on. Right. So I really feel like I would have enjoyed, like, an actual photograph of my guests, you know, and creating, you know, like a photo book or or something Something that will last a little bit longer. Not saying that the videos won't last longer, but you know, but something that is more timeless. And so yeah. I do I do think that if they're not gonna do the three sixty booth or the photo booth, then they're gonna do something like that. Um, and I just made that up. But like I hope I hope people start doing it. No, I could see that for sure. I've mentioned on here before this beautiful wedding from last year, Ashley Oliver at um, Yoga and Mahogany. She had this really gorgeous wedding in, I think it was Cincinnati in a museum where she had like a portrait kind of selfie station, but it wasn't a selfie station. It was like a portrait station that had this beautiful frame and florals. It was designed for her guests to stand there and get their picture taken because she had a dedicated photographer for that area alone. And it was just gorgeous because your friends are already dressed up. The people that are there already look their best. This is the perfect moment to get a picture because there's so many, especially older folks, where there aren't photos or they don't like taking pictures. So it's hard to get those really beautiful moments. So for you to be able to use your wedding in that way, love that, love that. So yeah, I hope people take your advice, Tania, for real, because that's a really good idea. All right, so another trend that the girls are seeing is that they don't really want florals anymore or not big florals. They're opting for candles. They're opting for smaller decor like not these huge centerpieces anymore but centerpieces that are lower so you can still see the people at the table and have a conversation with them instead of having to keep doing that all the time or you know struggling to see the people that you're talking to um 
I love that trend. I've definitely been to a wedding where the centerpieces were so huge. You could not see the person that you're trying to have a conversation with that's assigned across from you. But what are your thoughts on that? I kind of sort of agree with that. Florals are still in. I don't want to see that go away. However, I know that the budgets... The budgets be budgeting. Yeah, basically. Couples will start doing minimal florals, but it's going to be replaced with something else. Now, if it's candles, you know, I love good candles, so I'm all for it. The designers have been stepping outside the box moving forward. They will continue to do that, and we're going to be amazed each and every time. I don't believe that the florals are going away. They may take a a more minimalistic approach. Maybe a little bit more like art, avant-garde, a little. (laughs) (laughs) Think outside the box. Give a little razzle and dazzle to this aesthetic. I like that. So, of course, there are definitely more trends that our vendor friends see are on the decline. But now I want us to kind of wrap this up with the trends that the vendors are seeing amongst other wedding vendors themselves. So one thing that I've been noticing, I know I'm not a wedding vendor, but I wanted to toss my hat into the ring. I'm seeing more wedding vendors start podcasts. And I love that because there's so much information that needs to be shared. There's so much that only they know, only they have seen and experienced before. So if they're able to leverage that in a way to draw in new clients, to educate the girls, to position themselves as more than just a wedding vendor, but somebody that's actually in tune to the nuances of the wedding industry, especially within their space. I love that. What are your thoughts? Are you noticing more wedding vendors starting podcasts? Not really. I only notice it because you send them to me. (laughs) That's fine. I mean, actually, that makes sense. Yeah, so that does make sense. Yeah, but I am all for it. I am in the belief that there's room for everybody, and if you can do it, if you can run a business, take care of your clients, service them well, and have a podcast, hats off to you. Round of applause because <laughs> I know it is difficult, <laughs> it's right. so hard, y'all. It's so hard. It is, you know, but the fact that more vendors are out here giving the couples what they need, like essentially that's why we are here because we did not see that before. And so the fact that they are coming to the forefront and, you know, they want to educate, please educate us because we need it. Like, I wish that there were more vendors out there giving, you know, gems when we were both going through, you know, like our wedding planning process. And so um, I'm here for it. There's no gatekeeping here. Um, No. So come on, (laughs) y'all. Come on. (laughs) And if y'all need help. (laughs) Right. Holla at your girls. (laughs) We do that as well. (laughs) that's hilarious okay um this one i'm pretty sure you are aware of but the wedding content creator 
they're still here and there's more of them. And I don't think they're going anywhere, honestly, anytime soon. What do you think? I also agree that they're not going anywhere. And I think that more people should hop on this bandwagon. I really hope that you all hire uh, the content creators, um, especially if you post a lot, Mm -hmm. especially if you have a business online, whether it be on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, you know, definitely hire, hire someone. I do believe that your friends will you know, help out if need be, but to have someone who, you know, is not like in the wedding, like they're not going to be mingling and drinking and dancing, you know, you want someone outside of your wedding to capture this content for you. But if you on a budget girl, I understand, I understand, but I definitely do believe that there is a need for a content creator. Um, to follow you around because when I tell you that day goes by so, so fast and it's like you blink and the day's over. And so, you know, to have that content and the fact that it will live forever, you know, you will be forever grateful. So I do believe that that's going to be a thing and it's going to be around for many, many years to come. I agree 100%. Also, just want to note this real quick. Not only are our vendor friends seeing more wedding content creators, they're noticing that vendors are adding that as a service. So maybe the planner offers that as something that comes with the package of her or him or that person planning a wedding. So it's like, that's already something that you don't have to necessarily pay for that's included. So it's kind of bundled. Another thing is they're noticing it as something that the vendors are getting for themselves as well. So someone to capture the behind the scenes footage of them working a wedding, which I thought that was really interesting too. I would love to see more of that because I think that even helps with the education piece of knowing all of the things that a vendor does because sometimes we don't see all of those different things, but to have a wedding content creator to kind of help and capture that, I think will help show more of the value that they add overall. All right. There are so many more of these, um, but I want to wrap with the one that Tania and I have heard folks talk about a lot. We'll probably even have an episode dedicated to this at some point, but it is the fact that some of these wedding vendors are chucking the deuces and getting up on out of here. They are done. They don't want to do this anymore. They have had it. Our friend B. Gandy mentioned her earlier, but she has clocked this. She clocked this last year and was like, she is seeing this. (laughs) Looking up where it's like, whether it's a wedding planner, a makeup artist, a hairstylist, a photographer, It doesn't matter. There is a slow creep out of the wedding industry for some vendors. And I think that's just so interesting. She put it as the girls are realizing that they don't need to deal with all of this anymore. But really, it's more about the stability of like wanting health insurance, wanting to be present and available 
in the moments of your families because a lot of those moments happen when there's a wedding, right? Like think of the wedding vendors that you use. Friday, Saturday, and Sundays, usually they're working. But what if you have a kid that has a ballet recital on a Friday night or a Saturday or has certain practices that you wanted to attend? There's a lot of those life moments that are missed that maybe at the end of the day, the wedding vendors are like, it's not worth it to me anymore. So maybe they're not doing this anymore. Like maybe they're able to transfer that same service that they provided such as say they're still a photographer, they're just no longer capturing weddings. We've even talked to a few people on the show that used to do way more weddings and only take on a handful now. Um, whereas there are some that's like, oh, I'm just not doing this anymore. Like Tania, the one I shared with you recently, where she she got a Pilates studio and she is good. She is loving it. Yes. I actually looked up her hours. Girl... I'm so tired of these Pilates studios not catering to the working individuals after 5 p.m. No, Pilates seems to be only for people that are like stay-at-home wives. Yes. The hours are like (laughs) unrealistic. I've served ads for a Pilates studio over here. And yeah, it's it's giving very much like a deli. Like we're closed by three. Girl, not even three o'clock. They're closed by like two. 12 to 2 p.m. They have their classes and then the Pilates studio is closed. And I'm just like, but what about, but what about girls like me? And I'm just like, well, you got to go downtown for it. And don't nobody want to drive downtown for those Pilates class. To work out? Yeah, no. (laughs) No, like not when, I mean, like granted, I stay... I say probably like maybe 20, 25 minutes away from downtown, like downtown Atlanta. But the fact that like after work, which is at five o'clock, I would have to drive maybe 40 minutes to get to the studio. Yes, if I'm lucky. But anyways, I am happy for her. She seems to be loving life. (laughs) I aspire to be able to take these midday Pilates classes. I got my mentor. I was like, that is, that is my goal. I want to be able to take a Pilates class in the middle of the day, you know, and then come home and see my patients. And I believe one day that will be me, just not now. So it anyways. will be. Yeah. <laughs> but all that to say, the folks are getting up on out of the wedding industry and they're pivoting to other things. And you know what? Life is way too short to be doing something you don't want to do or that doesn't service you anymore. The wedding industry overall has changed. I mean, just in the amount of time of us doing this podcast since August 2019 to January of 2024, there have been so many ebbs and flows that we've just noticed within ourselves. So I can imagine as someone who is like, working, like going to weddings, having to do the whole, you know, like consultation phase, 
talking to folks, doing whether it's previews or the different communications. Like, it, there's just so much. People are entitled. People could be rude. People could be mean. And I mean, people can also be very lovely and all of those things as well. But just at the end of the day, sometimes you got to look around and say, this ain't it for me anymore. And that is okay. We are definitely pivoting in 2024 and I am okay with it. 100%. So, so that is just a snippet of the many trends and predictions that our wedding vendor friends and Hugh, I do ourselves have for black brides, black weddings and black wedding vendors in 2024. Now, If you want to read this full list, head to tinyurl.com slash 2024 Black Weddings. There you will see the full list of all of the wedding trends that we are predicting full take wave this year. And before we wrap, I just want to give a special thank you to all of the wedding vendors that shared their insights with us. We're truly grateful for them. The vendors are Alicia Freeman of 120 West, Allison Thompson of Birdcage and Blushers Events, B. Yandy of B for Beauty, Brie Love, Camille Plummer of June Plum Events, Candice Darby of The Coco Bride, Cassandra Richardson of Cassandra Nicole Events, Cassandra Jala of Capture by Chris Photography, Ebony Foreman of Ebony's Bridal Experience, Gabrielle Rosser of Gabrielle Blossoms, Jennifer Price of Event Shop Chicago, Catherine Carter of Grace and Virtue Events, Lanice Harris of Babe Events, Laniel Moon of Special Event Factory, and Torin Langford of Exquisite Sounds Entertainment. Thank you so much again. We hope that all of y'all have an amazing 2024. And as you know it, definitely come back next week for another episode of Hue I Do. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to follow us everywhere you can. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even YouTube. You can find us at H-U-I-D-O. W-E-D, which is Hue I Do Wed, or at Hue I Do Pod, which is H-U-E-I-D-O-P-O-D on pretty much any of those platforms. In addition to that, if you want to know more about any of the amazing wedding vendors we've shouted out or any of the really cool wedding vendors we've had on the show as guests or just some awesome wedding vendors in general that maybe you don't know of, head to find.huido.com. There you're going to find over 600 wedding vendors that can help take you to your happily ever after. And no matter where you listen to Hue I Do, if you could, please leave us a review. It will help other bride-to-be's and other people in the wedding planning space find a podcast that speaks to them as much as Hue I Do speaks to you. 